2: <laughs> start over. Start over. That start was over. Great. Start wow. over. <laughs> okay, Now let, 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 it let it go. Let go. It was like a car that won't start in the morning Let it go. Let's go. Welcome to uh <laughs> <laughs> welcome to tin foil hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to Rock! There we go. Good morning, Swarm. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Uh your passion and your love and your kindness over the last couple episodes has been very, very appreciated. And uh, Uh, You know, it seems like we're finally starting to get back. To uh, our old groove in terms of our uh, people, uh, the tech lords allowing us uh, the numbers that we used to get, and that is both awesome and scary at the same time. <laughs> you don't want to get too much on their bleeps on their radar, or else they they seem to come after you. But thank you guys so much. I know some people have put out stuff about hey, what are what are some cool podcasts to check out? And I know you guys always suggest us, so it means a lot to us. I mean, I, I we do our best here for you guys. Uh, I, I remember a time when no one listened to my show. So believe me, I'm very appreciative that you all check it out. Joining me is my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Xavier Guerrero. How are you, Xavier? Good,
1: good. I'm chilling. Are
2: you chilling? Damn.
1: Yeah, fucking recovering from uh, yesterday's fucking episode of George Press Stories. Jesus We we had a chick that used to run a party crew. What's up, Sam? You ever been on No, I
2: haven't done any of that. And Back in the day, though. No. Well, maybe, but that's a different time and a different Uh, person, dude. Different time and different person. Now this is spiritual Sam, Buddha Sam. (laughs) Trying to walk on water, not drown Sam. That's who I am. (laughs) Uh, Join me as always on the one and two. He's on the very popular new show, apparently. (laughs) Kids are talking about it. Bro, Broken Simulation, my good friend and yours, Johnny Woodard, a.k.a. Johnny Nice. What's up, Sam?
4: Uh, how's it going?
2: Doing well, man. <laughs> I thought you were going to some AM radio stuff right there. Nope, but Nope, you, you not this pull time, back. not today. Not today. Uh, dude, Broken Simulation is doing some good numbers, huh?
4: Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, If you want to check it out, it's. I think we should be careful to note, it is a separate YouTube channel, so if you're expecting to find it on this channel that, we, that you're watching this video on, it's not there. You have to go to Sam Tripoli Comedy, youtube.com forward slash... Sam Tripoli comedy and subscribe there. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're subscribed here, just subscribe there. It's a lot of Sam stand up. If you like Sam, you want to support Sam, or if you don't like Sam, see what Johnny does to him. Check that
2: out as well. Um, but my whole point is, it's a comedy show. It's 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 not meant to be too serious. So please uh, check it out. Uh, you know, we live in a world where like my best friends are the Mount Rushmore of comedy. So like when you know sometimes if you don't get those numbers, you feel kind of bad. But I'm super excited about how the little show's doing. And it's growing, and uh, you know, so we appreciate the 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 uh, the love. I will be in Portland, Oregon tonight. When, yeah, this will probably come out tomorrow. So tonight, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, July 9th through the eleventh, I will be at the uh, Heliums. Uh, I have a really good feature who's actually a, a national headliner, Mo Mandel, will be joining me. So I'm very excited about that. Hang out with my buddy. And uh, you guys get two headliners for the price of one. And then if, uh, you know, if the mighty, whoever runs the simulation allows it to happen, I will be in San Diego at the American Comedy Company that is July 23rd through the 25th. Uh, I'm going to go down to the Holy Land. I consider uh, downtown San Diego the prettiest place on the planet. I mean, just the people just... Just we're talking about some seriously symmetrical faces down there, right? <laughs> I mean, perfect symmetry. Uh, go down, hang out, and watch me make people cry because that's I enjoy that as much as laughter. Uh, guys, the Patreon's on fire. Okay, every day, Monday through Friday, you're getting to what we call the daily dose. It's either a daily dose or a Tuesday, woo day. Okay, that's where I answer all your questions. It's uh, it's Patreon.com backslash. Tinfoil Hat. Now, a lot of you guys don't like Patreon. Just know I'm also, and you get the exact same shows on SubscribeStar.com backslash Tinfall Hat. Okay, uh, I am getting spiritual now, and I have a new spiritual show. It is called Zero with Sam Tripley, and that is available on Rockfin. Dot com. So you go to rockfin.com backslash zero, you will find that. T-shirts are available. I just found out it's dropping tonight. The new NASA, it actually says nasty t-shirts. That will be available at tinfolhatt-shirts.com And I feel that's all of it, right? That's all of it. Yeah.
1: rock are rocking it. And go to Simulation.com
2: go broken sim now what is broken simulation is it about the video uh, our show it is that but what it, what i'm doing is getting all your favorite conspiracy podcasts under one roof they're all posting there they'll you'll see their podcast they post right there and so instead of having to find a bunch of different ones they just lock boom 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 and they're all right there some huge names some small names but they're all good names uh, I'm very excited about it. Uh, all right, let's get to our guest, banging it out like a champion. Anything else, Johnny? Do I, did I forget anything?
4: All good, man. All good.
2: All right. Uh, I'm very excited to have this guy on. You know, uh, we just were telling before the show, the weirder, the better. And he's grinned, so I know we're in for some good stuff. And anytime I see a grown ass man with a mohawk, I know I'm talking to my tribe. Please welcome Phoenix Aurelius. Aurelius. How are you, Phoenix? How are you, brother?
3: Hey. It's great to be on the show, Sam. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Uh, We appreciate you coming on our little show. I hope the swarm finds you and loves you. Uh, Real quick, Phoenix, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
3: Yeah, sure, man. So uh, for the past, like, 18 years now, I've been a practicing alchemist and a spagirist. And most people aren't even aware that alchemy is even really a thing. And, in fact, when I started on this path, I wasn't even really aware that alchemy was really a thing. Mm -hmm. But um, by fate and fortune, I ended up just kind of practicing what was called a spagyric tincture based on a flowchart that I got. And uh, a few years later, comparing my notes with an herbalist, they said, hey, yo, what you're doing is actually part of the alchemical tradition. And there's this dude here in Utah who used to teach alchemy from 1960 to 1984. And here's here's what you're doing, Matt. And so I found that and just kind of ran with it and uh, started developing lots of pharmacopoeia and performing researching and split testing and trying to restore medicine to a point where it was around the 1530s to 1700s before the scientific revolution. Because again, they, they had no concept whatsoever of microbes or anything else, yet they were curing the same diseases like syphilis and the plague and so many other things Uh, using their method of pharmacopoeia and so i figured hell there's got to be something to this dude how do we like look into this and and kind of bring it into the light of modern science so that's been the majority of my work
2: i love all of this because when we think of modern when we think of ancient science right you know, we think of oh, you have a headache. Let's uh knock a hole in your skull and let the demons out, and that's what they think happened. You know, and the mm-hmm. truth of the matter is is that mankind has survived some crazy stuff. Uh, I mean, some crazy stuff. And yet we here we are. We're still alive, and there's more than all than ever. And but it seems like we've gotten away from what actual medicine is meant to do which is the cure and you know we you know we hear we had a guy with voodoo he came in talking about voodoo doctors and how they help people and we all kind of snicker at it oh dude listen, these people are going to voodoo <laughs> doctors trying to get voodoo stuff done da, 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 da. and it's like no man this stuff has been around a long time yeah. you know if you go hey man you're not feeling that well. You can go to a voodoo doctor or you can go to Bill Gates. Which one you're going to go to get help? <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty obvious which one you're going to, right? <laughs>
3: and it, yeah, it, it is for me, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: What is alchemy?
3: Alchemy, cool, man. That's a good question. So alchemy in simple terms is like the art and science of transformation. The way I like to break it down is if – Energy is neither created nor destroyed. It's only changing form, which is, say, transforming. Uh, Alchemy, being the art and science of transformation, kind of shows and diagrams out how everything is in a constant state of flux, how everything is transforming, and gives us uh, keys and an understanding and kind of like a flowchart and a process for understanding all these different forms of energy, where they might be at now, where they're going so on and so forth, uh, and and gives us a, a better understanding of how to be able to play in that game of energy, and actually to have uh, some sort of conscious ability to work with it.
2: That's am- okay. So uh, I flunked first grade. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean to people who flunked first grade? Basically, how do how do yeah. I break that down to understanding? Like, you know, like like. Yeah.
3: So. You know, basically, it's like this, man. It's like energy is everything. When you get right down to it, vibration is the basis of the universe. And when you're working with transformation or forms that are changing between one vibration to the next, that's what we're working with with alchemy.
2: Dude, I love that stuff.
3: I, you know, it's like I I
2: feel for people, man. I feel for people who sit there and they, you know, they only watch CNN and they only watch MSNBC and they think that's, that's getting into what's going on in the world. And little do they know that there's people out there who are curing people by using energy. Like, how amazing is that? To me, that's like, that's the good stuff. That's the great stuff. That's the important stuff. And that is the most amazing stuff. Uh, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Manscaped. Everybody, Manscaped, right? It's it's summer. Once in a while, you're allowed outside by our overlord masters, and when you go outside, you got be. You only get one shot, these ladies, guys. Okay, if you go out full gorilla, it's not happening. Ladies like a nice trimmed down package right i mean god you know look at my boy xg over here dude he's gotten so good with manscape he's doing the nativity scene right above his junk because he likes that he loves jesus right
1: dude i've done uh the last supper yeah i've got i've gotten down with that this guy
2: gets it going dude manscape is dedicated to helping you with your Package down below. Full Manscaped Grooming Game. They have the forever change. That's grooming. They have forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0. The perfect package 3.0 comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and tons of the liquid formations to round out your Manscape routine. This is the best trim on the market fact i'm armenian i used to have to use a machete to trim down there but thanks to Manscaped, i am in the 2020s okay yes everything in the world's going to shit except your nut shaver. That's right. Go the, They are the number one thing on the market. My apologies, Phoenix. You deserve better than this. Okay. You <laughs> can also adjust the settings to the length that you would like, dude. And you can stay on top with it. almost no effort at all. And guess what? You're not nicking. You're not trim. That's right. No more bleeding out because you just wanted to make it look good for your lady. The inside, the perfect package. You also find the manscape. Crop Preserver and Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer because we know how painful chafing is. Dude, he called me one day crying in Spanish about because his wavos were <laughs> bleeding out. I didn't even know what he was saying, and but I'm like... They
1: save balls. They They're sa- part of the uh Cancer Society, however you say that. Yeah. Saving
2: balls, dude. Dude, he said that in his second language. How amazing is that? You can also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's designed to give to give you a pep in your step you know you need that guys so this is what we're gonna do right now because we love you guys and yeah so what some of you guys are like doomsday guys out there and you're making your own little forest area doesn't mean you can't be cleaned up right i mean dude listen you cleaning up your nuts might be the difference between you surviving a zombie apocalypse am
4: i right guys yeah dude you're trying to escape you get one of your uh, you know Collections of bush hair trapped on a limb or something, and then you get pulled down. Yeah, and then eaten by you. a zombie. But not
2: me, because I'm aerodynamic. Exactly. Thanks to our good friends at Manscaped, dude. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts. Right, the Shed Travel Package. That uh, and dude, the high performance reducing chafing Manscaped boxer briefs. Yes, twenty percent off plus free shipping.
4: Hey guys, Johnny here. You're hearing my voice right now because Sam read the wrong promo code during the show. Just want to get the right one in real quick. It's tinfoil hat. One word, tinfoil hat. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code tinfoil hat.
2: Do yourselves a favor and always use the right tools on your job. Real quick, talk about it, this is Xavier.
4: Talk. About, how, about how you use the fucking... Uh... <laughs> Stop,
2: okay? Please, <laughs> free shipping with...
4: Uh... 10 foil hat
2: manscape.com that's 20 percent off free shipping at manscape and use the the promo code
4: 10 foil hat
2: to trim your testicles your 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 webos Dude, they even the give weibos. you a
4: newspaper Dude, they give that a newspaper. you can stand over to Dude. collect the hair now how cool is that
2: how cool is that that's the coolest of the cool so thank you very much manscape we love you you love us high fives to everybody back to phoenix Phoenix, when did you realize that you had you were a wizard? When did that moment come when you're like, okay, I have wizard skills?
3: I think it was probably when I trimmed my bush without the manscaper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm gonna take a beating on that one. Dude, you were cooking with gas and then you stopped to <laughs> talk about it. Hey dude, Bill's gotta get sorry, sponsor. Sorry, sponsor. No, no, no. They're great. We love them. That we is love a them. wizard
1: beard though. I like the beard. That is a wizard beard.
2: That, Thank that you, is man. a wizard beard. Uh so, so, so what is, what is it called? No, no, no. We we're talking about what also is, uh, is Ron
3: Radionics.
2: Radionics. That too. You say it your way. I say it my way. Radionics. <laughs> yeah, exactly, potato, radionics. potato,
3: Um Okay, man. So basically radionics is a form of analysis and also being able to address uh, energetic imbalances inside of people's systems using uh, digital machinery as an interface, and I can't get too technical probably with with it or, or you know if I if I go into too much detail it'll get too technical. But basically, it's a way of being able to uh, perform analysis on anything that you can imagine. So if there is some sort of energetic signature to the thing, you can you can analyze it. So the way that I use radionics is in my wellness research and in my spagyric research, what I do is I take uh, wellness clients who have, you know, mysterious diseases that doctors have turned them away from or said, oh, you're making up these symptoms or whatever. And then I, I use it to try and find out what the hell is actually going on behind the scenes and, and try and find out like, okay, are there problems say with the thyroid or autoimmune conditions or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera and just continue to uh, go through it. Now, I have to make kind of a legal disclaimer with that in that when I'm using this work, I'm not scanning a person's physical body because I'm not able to do that. FDA doesn't want me to do that. So I have to basically scan what is called the intrinsic data field or what Rupert Sheldrake called the morphic field or morphogenetic field of an individual in order to see what those readings look like and then report back to them and say, hey, listen, your intrinsic data field is telling me that you know the, the hypothyroid intrinsic data field reading is coming up really high. And I think that, that some of your symptoms might be due to, say, hypothyroidism, for instance. And behind that, here's what's going on in the uh, HPA axis or the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis that's causing that inside of your endocrine system, so on and so forth. So radionics has been used for a long time. People who use it for Uh, medical stuff typically get put into jail. And so that's why we have to say we're specifically working with the intrinsic data field. And, uh, we believe, or we feel that the intrinsic data field has something to do with physical health, but I'm still researching that. And so, you know, technically I have to be a research facility and stay in my lane. Otherwise, you know, we break out in an allergic case of handcuffs.
1: So people are getting arrested for that. Um, What's your stand on 5G? It's like a, a type of energy, right? Does it different type of energy? Does it still affect us?
3: Well, man, yeah. I mean, 5G has a couple of different frequencies to it, man. And the it's the millimeter wavelength 5G that is really probably going to be damaging to a lot of people. Now, it's a really shitty waveform, to be perfectly honest with you. Wow. The, the millimeter uh, wavelength, because it can't even go through like your car window. So it can only be received by devices that are directly blasting into it, which means you're walking around on the street in these big cities that are getting it and boom, it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt your skin. It's going to hurt your eyes. It's going to hurt lots of different things. There are tons of different scientific articles that have already been published around that. So the millimeter wavelength, aspect of 5g which is one of its frequencies really bad the other wavelength of 5g is pretty similar to 4g so i mean we're already being blasted with that it's a type of rf radiation if i turn on right here let's see if i turn on my rf meter here right now i have 0.06 0.07 or so as an RF inside of my house, which I have completely grounded, grounded out. I have all these interesting devices and pieces of sacred geometrical uh, kind of forms from metaforms and stuff to block that out. If I were to step outside, (laughs) this will raise almost immediately to 0.2 to 0.7, depending on where I'm standing out in my yard. And I live in a pretty damn rural area. If I go into Salt Lake City, for instance, this thing will crank up to a two. Now, anything over a 0.2 is a cancerous condition in the frequency
1: range what is what? that de- what is that device can you get it on amazon do you-
2: what are you, gonna yeah, yeah, you can on i just want to know
1: where it- I- do you i wa- i'd
2: rather know do you, you want getting- to know yeah is that like when you get a hot dog <laughs> at dodger's theater you're like what's in it like do you want to know what's in it <laughs> you're
1: scared for me no. to bring it in I mean- here huh and find out that we're getting rated up
2: yeah, we're getting lit up in here.
0: And you're, you're
4: so right about millimeter wave. There are plenty of videos on YouTube of journalists have gone to try to test the new 5G millimeter wave, in uh, especially in European cities. And unless they're on like a, a certain street corner, you literally, I mean, you literally get no benefit. I can't imagine why why this is being installed, except for malicious reasons, this specific form of 5G. So like it's
2: not even that much better. It's just, it's more well, No, like- no, it's,
4: it's way faster. I mean, you can get the bandwidth is, 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 yeah. is yeah, much improved.
3: But as you I said... Mean, what I'm- we're talking about, though, is like for the common functions that already exist, I mean, the only application that I can imagine is for the IoT or the Internet of Things. Yeah. And so if you have to be so damn close to this thing that it can't pass through a door, can't pass through walls, can't pass through windows. It's not at all like your Wi Fi router. You're gonna have to have some sort of signal booster in every fucking room of your house in order for this thing to even work. And so you get your dishwasher online, you get your clothes washer (laughs) online, you get all these things so that you can be lazy ass, sit at work and program your dishwasher to run so that it's done by the time that you're home. It's like Dude, you're you're a lazy ass. Just do your shit when you get home, or do it before you get home. It's hire a maid, okay? Like, there's lots of different applications that can help us bypass the necessity for this five G uh, millimeter wavelength application, especially because in the places that you would need it, it's just going to be highly cancerous. It's just going to hurt somebody. So. Oh my
2: god! So, I mean, what is the purpose?
4: Like you said, Internet of Things. You know, yeah. it's would I mean the the. Globalists and technologists have this view of the future where everything every item in your house and, and in your workplace is internet connected it's networked
1: It's a smart house you know you've seen those movies where it gets all crazy and she overdoes everything and she yeah starts. even beyond yeah. that though
4: I mean even just uh, routine items is it, they have this view of the future where everything is cataloged and networked. And there has to be, uh, you know, a universal network for that. Hey, I, I have a quick question for you, uh, Phoenix. I know there was talk after the in the United States, especially after the public uh, television networks abandoned the the white spaces, the airwaves, that maybe they can move into the so-called they call them the white spaces. Uh, I believe that's correct, right? And uh, use that for for internet. There were especially in Africa, they mentioned this as some great hope for getting everybody online with with high bandwidth internet there is that is that uh practical is it safe uh do you know much about uh the future there
3: you know to be perfectly honest i'm not like a radio technician or or other things like that all i know are are from the studies that i've read which I, i research a lot um it looks like there could be some pretty good hope in that area but i I don't think that it's going to be nearly as fast, but those frequencies are a whole lot safer and they travel a whole lot further and things like that. So um, I think that it's worth us looking into before just launching millimeter wave 5G, where we know for a fact, based on over 250 different types of studies and and scientists claims and other things like this, that it's clearly not safe. It's very damaging to the eyes, very damaging to the skin. Uh, cause cancer like crazy. So, yeah, I So I it think is safer.
4: Uh, that's, that's interesting uh, that they've kind of almost, uh, it seems like they've abandoned this idea except for so, a few organizations. Well, yeah, it's so but right.
2: it's probably not as profitable. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, and they, they can't, these greedy scumbags who can't spend all the money they already have in a million lifetimes have to make a million billion more dollars it's just like where are you going with that it's just such an interesting time man we have some of the most rich that we've ever had richer than we've ever had and they it's never enough it's like retire walk away you did it yeah you killed it you got trillion dollars in the bank you'll never spend it your your kids hate you it's like (laughs) what are we gonna do it's great so let's get back to you and your um uh, and what you're working on? You you mentioned ancient philosophies, ancient ways of uh, of thinking. Can you tell me, listen? I'm gonna butcher the name Spengerek, sp- spagiric
3: Yeah, yeah what spagiric. is that?
2: What is that? And I'm apolog- okay. I apologize for the butchering of the term.
3: No worries, man. You you gave me forewarning about all of that. So. <laughs> So here it is, man, is uh Spigerix is a form of medicine that was the if you want to think of it like this, like the OG uh pharmaceutical technology, but it's made from completely natural materials. We're talking animal materials, metal materials, mineral materials, vegetable materials in the fifteen thirties. Okay. Now what what happened was that uh the founder of Spagyria his name is Paracelsus, he revolutionized all of medicine in the Western world. Before he came along, people would, you know, it's kind of like that meme says, it's like, ah, yeah, you got ghosts in your blood. You should do cocaine about it. You know, they they were basically coming up. They had like these uh, four humors is what they called them, which corresponded to the elements, bilious, phlegmatic, uh, melancholic, and there's one other, sanguine. Uh, were those four humors, and they said that if any one of those four energetic uh, imbalances existed inside of your body, that you would develop certain diseases, and they actually ended up killing more people than what they ever helped for centuries and centuries and centuries, Um, and then here comes Paracelsus, and his father was one of those physicians who practiced that medicine, but then he got put into the war and uh, was a field medic, and he studied all over, anywhere that the Holy Roman Empire at that time wanted to be able to send him because he was Swiss. Uh, that's basically where he got stationed. So it's not, not like it, like it is in movies, okay? In, in battle, any healer, it doesn't matter what side you were on, you try and heal everybody after the battle. And what's also true is that most people didn't die on the battlefield. They died about two weeks later from the poor treatment that they got on the battlefield from the healers who are treating them. So for instance, let's say that you get run through the leg and it doesn't kill you. You staunch the bleeding. Well, here comes a healer and they will actually plaster your wounds. They put plaster of Paris over your wounds and then it gets all gangrenous. Now you have to get an amputation. So you get the amputation, you lose tons of blood and they're like, Oh, you know what? Actually, you got some demons in your shit. We got to go ahead and bleed you now. And they bleed you more. And then you die that way. And they say, Oh yeah. Yeah. He died of the war. (laughs) Paracelsus came around. He said, man, that's that's totally bunk. You're killing everybody. You don't have an understanding of what the hell that you're doing, either in surgery or in medicine or whatever else. And so he traveled all around. He listened to wives and their wives tales and folk cures and everything else. And he came back and he said, there's actually five causes of disease and five causes only. And he started uh, creating a whole new system of medicine. He was the very first person in the entire Western world to suggest that diseases could possibly come from an outside source. And he noticed this with miners, right? So we, you've all heard of like miners' lung or the black lung or whatever. In those days, they didn't have any concept that miners were at a higher risk than any other portion of the population. But Paris also said, just look at them. They're dying of all of these lung diseases. They have the exact same conditions that they're working in. And the rest of society does not have those conditions. And they don't have hardly any of this disease happening whatsoever. So you tell me, is there a line of causation here? And so he actually invented the the field that today we know as toxicology. And he also created an entire pharmacopoeia that uh, was based on the same science as what modern pharmaceutical medicine is. It's called iatrochemistry. And basically all pharmaceutical companies did uh, around the Rockefeller time period, you know, Rockefeller medicine, was that they took uh, all of the principles of iatrochemistry and just started applying it to synthesized molecules instead of deriving the molecules from natural materials because it was cheaper and it created a system of dependency uh, for people who wouldn't be able to make these things themselves.
2: So you know what's so interesting as you talk about like this was back in the 1500s and they didn't even understand any of that. It's like you don't even have to go back that far. You can go back to my grandfather Tripoli and like this man worked in a chemical plant before that was considered a bad idea and the dude smoked literally three packs a day and nobody thought anything about it the guy would just be cranking out cigarettes <laughs> and, and it was just a different time. It was just yeah. a different time. I mean, what they used to do, it's like, you know, it's like we survived the last stuff, which is crazy. But sometimes you think about what they would do for kids and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's beyond nuts, man. But I mean, that's just science. It's kind of interesting.
3: That Oh like, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, like you were saying man grandfather's generation if you would get blue they would give you arsenic because it would bring color back to your body <laughs> not not so smart <laughs> we we know that now huh? they're idiots so. they had lead
1: lead in all paint not too long ago yeah, yeah. that wasn't too long ago and they and there was ca- Mexican candy that was made with lead paint that's they, they just don't care they just do don't care it's money do you think they
2: knew that do you think like I don't know how deep into the world conspiracies you went, but do you think they knew that that caused
3: problems? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah, they did, man. Okay, so there there were some texts and I can't remember the exact names of them right off the top of my head. But um, there's this cool historian reenactment guy. He's got a channel on YouTube. His name is uh, Joss Townsend. And he's got this show where they were showing that the impurities in bread as far back as the 1700s were they, they were actually publishing documents showing here are the major contaminants that are in your white bread. They included like lead oxide, which is a white, white material. And they would use that instead of sugar because it's kind of sweet. Um, okay. And the Romans used lead for Christ's sake as a sweetener, actually. Um, you know, there, there are all sorts of really interesting things as far back as you go and you start to see that people were suffering from those very same diseases. It was just that the doctors and the physicians had such high clout in those days. It was, it's just still like a gentleman's club and it still is even, but it was like a gentleman's club. And so you talking
2: about strip bar. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> no Next up not to talking the about stage,
2: the dr Quincy <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> that YouTube channel is amazing by the way, that Townsend and Sons or whatever uh that you're yep. talking about that guy he's this guy who lives his life like he's in the like late seventeen hundreds and he cooks food like i mean it's um it's really impressive really? It's, yeah, yeah, it's great mm-hmm. it's great yeah.
2: and what does he does he ever go like, oh man, this this guy sucks <laughs>
4: No, well he's making money from it because he sells all like the uh the gear that he wears and the, the cooking stuff. And yeah. yeah, dude, they used to use so much butter. <laughs> like, uh-huh. It's unbelievable. It that's like true. A lot of butter.
2: Are the Amish like, hey, what's the big deal here? This yeah, is one exactly. I do. It,
4: that's how he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so I earlier
2: so. you had stated uh, Phoenix that you had secret geometry around you, did I, did I mistake that? See, I, I'm really No, getting... no, you heard that right.
3: You heard that right. Oh,
2: see, dude, I remember... See, I, I have a thing where everybody is mad at me because I cut off the gas so much, but it's like because they say something and I can't remember it, but I'm like, okay, remember that. Remember that. What we were... <laughs> just write it down. Oh, just, okay, okay. You do it your way. I do it my way. Okay, I, I act like I'm from the 1700s and I don't have a computer or a pencil, okay? <laughs> 1700s. They can write stuff down. Yeah,
4: for sure. Now, the Constitution, for instance. Yeah,
2: they had to use their blood. You don't know that. Dude. Uh, yeah. Do I have a feather that I can dip in ink around me?
1: Dude, I think that's going to be the next prop right there. You're going to make me get you a feather.
2: No, I'm going to make you understand that right there. Oh, shit. Look at that. So um, what what do you mean by that? You have it around you and it's like, I don't know if you said, I I I don't I forget the exact thing you said. It was protecting you or what exactly are these sacred geometry Symbol things he's doing? Yeah, totally. That's a
3: good question, man. So, um, one of my very best friends, his name is Sean Allen. He is the uh, chief welder for this company in Colorado called MetaForms. And uh, MetaForms has been around for, you know, the better part of 20 years or more. And what they do is they create uh, really specifically cut pieces of geometry that are made typically out of brass and then like dipped in gold and things like that in order to, um, or made out of copper even. I, I can't remember exactly what the hell. Are there crystals
2: involved was. as
3: well? Say that again? Are there crystals involved as well? No, not no, not in most of their pieces, but I do have a crystal in one of mine. So I've got this piece hanging up here in the laboratory that's uh, a, it's called a 5D star. And I've got this big chunk of citrine sitting in there. Um, but yeah, you you don't,
2: really? Well, why you got that?
3: Um, well that actually gets into my magical practice. Oh, come on, dude. (laughs) Don't bring
2: up magic and try to just act like it's nothing. Talk to me about, I'm all about all that.
3: Yeah. So in the very furthest back corner of the right side of your house, if you keep a chunk of citrine, it's one of those things that just naturally starts to attract like wealth and, and, uh, Having, you know, more abundance and things like that. And, you know, I'm one of those guys that if you tell me something's going to work, I'm just going to try it. And I'm either going to find out and experiment for myself if it does work or if it doesn't work, and then I'm going to write about it and find out all these things. And over the years, I've just found when I do that, I get a lot more orders i get a lot more you know uh, people hitting me up saying hey let's do an interview how let's do you do determine
4: this. what is is it oriented toward the north is that how you determine what is the right uh, rear corner of your house is it from the north no it it really doesn't matter
3: wherever your entrance is
4: oh, uh, okay. the right
3: rear corner so got it okay you brought a crystal so i walk
2: in i look in right where, that way Right, all the way to the back. Okay.
1: Yep, all the way to the back. I'm, the right. I'm
2: gonna. I, okay. Okay. I got to get this. I'm gonna do this.
1: Okay. So you brought up crystals, right? Well, I, I brought up. No, oh, you brought up crystals. All right, crystals. my bad. But he brought up. You brought up crystals. Yes, Remember that chick that came and gave us the uh, yes, gratinite? Yeah. And she said that stops 5G. I don't know if I still have it in my car because she's hot or it stops 5G. But yeah, then, does, does <laughs> it does it do that? Are you talking it, are, about
3: Shungite? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. She like makes them and they're kind of they have like metals in them. And she oh, said that's to, called Organite. Organite. Yeah, yeah. And she said to keep it by your laptop or keep it anywhere where it's like Wi-Fi or anything. Does that work, or should I
3: throw it away? No, man, it does work to a certain degree. Like if if you take this RF meter and you put it near those things, like I've even got this thing by my Wi-Fi router, and I've got them like here. Here's a small one actually that I keep on all of my stuff. This is called a BioArc. Okay. Um, these bio arcs do essentially the same thing. They cut down the amount of RF frequency pretty significantly. And they also cut down uh, on the electromagnetic toxicity in an area too, but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't completely get rid of off. it, but yeah. it does cut it down.
2: Yeah, I she, have a bunch yeah, of those. She right
3: gave home. us a, a good amount. No, but That's I have why.
2: that. I have that that little oh, that that circle. Little, yeah, I have. I bought a bunch of them. I'll go see if I can find them. I'll get the boys some. I'll get, get you guys.
1: But I'm here. Jeez. We got a bunch of Wi-Fi shit oh, yeah. here. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'll bring some. Okay, stop yelling. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, there's so much to get into. I want to get finish on the diseases and then get to. Um, uh, all the magic stuff because I love that stuff and it scares me too. Doesn't it scare you a little bit the magic oh, stuff? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I like you always think of like black magic and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you
4: think of like trying to woo your girlfriend, you end up making your dick three inches shorter. You know, I mean, just like something. Uh, going I do You think
1: about weird <laughs> oh, no. shit. Johnny. I'm thinking like the Ouija board. That's what I think like black magic, that type yeah, of shit
2: for sure. So real quick before we get into that. Because oh, I want to get across, uh, you know, a big part of what you were talking about. And I know you kind of meant this, the causes of this disease. Did you go through yeah. all five of them?
3: No, I don't even think I mentioned one of them. I just kind of mentioned that they existed in yeah. General, yeah, yeah. What are the
2: five causes of disease?
3: Cool. So according to Paracelsus, he says that there's five causes of disease. The first one is called Ains Astrale, which means the cause of disease due to the stars. And... I'm still researching this really heavily and using my radionics equipment to be able to find out what things are going on. But uh, case point, okay, Uh, like three, four days ago, I woke up and the left half of my lip was just completely swollen for no reason. Okay, I didn't get in any fights, wasn't training, wasn't doing anything swollen. And the son of a bitch was just twitching, 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 twitching. Couldn't figure out what was going on with it. So I come down, I start running my radionics stuff. It says that the cause of this disease is called Enzastrale or cause of disease due to the star. So first thing that I do is I find, I scan through all the planets. Which one of the planets is it? Well, I had multiple planetary imbalances, but it said that this particular issue was based on mercury which governs over the bile it governs over fat soluble nutrients inside of uh, and the absorption of those nutrients inside of the small intestine and it governs over the entire nervous system and sure enough i mean anything twitching is a nervous system issue so i was like okay what now what's up with this and just kept looking at it looking at it now i've been practicing medical astrology for years now and so it said that I could find out what this issue is if I just pulled a chart that same day and compared it to my natal birth chart. So that's what I did. I looked at it and I saw that there was what's called a semi-sextile between my natal position of mercury and mercury retrograde right now, or as it was a couple of days ago. And a semi-sextile means that it's like 30 degrees, give or take two degrees in either direction. So it could be anywhere between 28 to 32 degrees off. And sure enough, there it was. And so I asked, you know, is this this what's causing the disease? And it said, yes. So I was able to utilize my radionics equipment, and broadcast to it twice and it stopped my entire lip from twitching. Hold, so
2: hold on, dude. I hate cutting you off. Hold on. Now, yeah, we're
3: going mean, to have to go back a bit. I, I bet yeah, so. a,
2: a lot. And sorry, guys. I know <laughs> I'm cutting him off. I just there, I, is there a lot to digest there? I mean, come on. So I, when you say I asked it, I feel like you have like Night Rider in your ho- in your house, and you're like you're like Night Rider. What's wrong with my lip? It's like you know, like like what do you mean? It's it's telling you that. What what by telling you like the data's coming out or is there something cuz you have those like weird bulbs behind you where I expect to see like z- like lightning electricity and and Frankenstein to come up right like I I could see you having something <laughs> like that right like
3: Yeah so, it it seems like it's a lot more magic than what it is man it's uh it's really just do you you know what kinesiology is you ever hear about that or muscle testing
2: Yeah sure yeah. why not
3: <laughs> Why not okay cool can- so yeah, kinesiology is basically like you already know subconsciously the answer to every question. If I ask you, if I put you in a state of hypnosis right now and I ask you how many pounds of circuitry were running through my entire house, you've never been to my house. You you're only seeing from video this room, but you would be able to tell me that answer if I put you into a state of hypnosis and ask you what? those things. So, what ends up happening is that our subconscious already is aware of all of the answers to everything that you can possibly imagine. And realistically, when you do muscle testing, if if you're really good you know, muscle testing, kinesiology, those two are synonyms. If you are really good at it and can get out of your own way with the conscious mind and just access your subconscious, you, you already have those answers. So what radionics equipment does is it gives us a dial that we operate with our left hand. Uh, in fact, every different piece of radionics equipment is actually a little bit different. The piece that I use is called the SE-5-2000. And uh, on on this instrument, which I've got right here in front of me, there's a dial that you operate with your left hand that goes between 0 to 100. And on your right hand, uh, you operate this thing called a precision stick detector. And this goes back to African shamans. Okay, so what, what used to happen with African shamans is that And I forget which tribe, so I don't want to lump some all African shamanism into the same thing. I just can't remember exactly the tribe. So what happens is they would have this really slick block of wood that was polished down really well. And a sick person would come into them and they would put all of these herbs on a table right next to the sick person. And they would rub this block and where their fingers stuck to the block. They would say, okay, that's the herb that this person needs. And sure as shit, like 95% of the time, that would cure that, that individual. Wow. So the very same technology is being employed with the SE52000 with some other pieces of radionics equipment where we are able to use this pre- uh, precision stick detector. In fact, if I run this, um, I get this thing that gives me an EQ chart that shows me exactly what the spike is where it happens it also beeps at me when i hit the right number on the dial when i'm dialing the number back from 100 to 0 or dialing it forward from 0 to 100 and so i can ask any question that i want i program that into the computer i create a tuning for it and then i go ahead and i basically with my right hand just move it around in a circle and where it sticks and and at the same time while i'm I'm rubbing my right hand around in the circle I dialed the dial back. Okay, so I can I can find out virtually anything, and we've done this live on Rogue Ways like three times now. I just went live last night uh, on Rogue Waves, and we had another uh, another live IDF session. But basically, we ask questions, and then uh, anything from zero to forty means no. With things near zero meaning oh uh, hell no, uh, forty-one to seventy means maybe, and maybes are really they really piss me off because you don't really know exactly. What the maybe is trying to tell you, and then anything from seventy-one to one hundred means yes. With things near one hundred meaning oh hell yes. So what what I do is I ask questions, and this is called performing an intrinsic data field investigation. So I ask questions, I find out yes or no or maybe, (laughs) in the cases that it pisses me off, and I just find out what the answers to various things are. And then when it tells me these answers, then what I have to do because I don't just take what what this instrument is telling me as gold. What I do is I go then and I perform research historically, you know, in in modern times as well, and just get as much as I can to see if those answers or uh, if the data that I have that it's given me is corroborated. And then the same thing with uh, various conditions that exist in a person's intrinsic data field. Like, for instance, let's say that uh, I ask about obesity or, you know, any of these things, uh, if it's a negative tuning. If it pops up over a 15, when I'm dialing, then that tells me that that person has a problem with that. And it kind of gives me a sense of, of the intensity of that same issue. And on positive tunings, like if something's supposed to be operating at 100% at optimal and I dial it back and it goes below an 85, then it tells me, Hey, this isn't a B plus or higher. This is not really working for this individual. So I'm able to test just about anything. Well, in fact, there's been nothing that I have been able to work on that doesn't have an energy signature or exist I in the hot field that, that I can't analyze.
2: Now I love that, man. I love that. do inanimate objects have energy.
3: Well, if you'd consider a rock or crystals or you know, cement or my house an inanimate object, then yeah. Does a table? Yeah, absolutely.
2: So do they, this is going to sound so dumb. Do they have feelings?
3: And then uh, you say no. That's something we should probably analyze. Let me just pull that up and find out. Shut that's me. a good question, actually.
2: Like, does the table get sad? Like, that's I a, by the way, hey. What? Don't don't poo-poo on the question. No? He said that's a great question. Who said that wasn't a great Dude, question? Dude, you don't understand us. We're from a Mohawk tribe. We talk a different language. yeah yeah, exactly,
3: man. Inquisitive as hell, right? Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, but that table did have feelings at gotta one point. You got to get a Mohawk. It was a tree. Off your show. What? Oh, that's half a Mohawk. I got to see more.
2: Yeah, so you're I getting
1: there. A, I need to get the bat
2: Yeah, you got to get a little more, yeah. Because, listen, dude, I'm telling you, I know I'm a crazy person, but I would always feel like, like my bed would be sad if I didn't sleep in it when I was a kid, right? I'd be like, <laughs> oh, the bed's sad. And my cousin's like, why? I'm like, it's just sad that I'm not sleeping in it. Like, the bed loves me. Even though I had just a pound of pornography under between my sheets, my mom must have been like, oh, why does he have Blacktail Magazine? That's what my mom...
4: I wonder if the pornography felt the same way when you didn't use I it. I wonder if the yeah.
2: pornography sad.
1: Oh, the chick felt sad. What? Okay, so here's the answer to
3: this, y'all: Is uh, do inanimate objects have feelings? The answer came up back as an amplitude of 2.7, which tells me that no, zero to forty means no. So, inanimate objects don't have feelings.
2: My well, bed did, though.
3: Yo, I'm not gonna ask that and burst your bubble, man. I just, so, we know, so we can ask answer. it any question. So,
2: so I mean, when you say we could ask it any question, you is it questions on health? Is it questions on
1: what? politics? Can we ask it Trump? Can we ask a Trump question, a Biden question?
3: You can ask it anything. You, in fact, last night we did ask about uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh, okay.
2: what did it say?
3: Well, what did you I ask? Let me, pull, let me pull this up. I'll, I'll read you the questions and the answers that we asked. So oh, uh, last night, people – now, we usually – what we'll do when I go on to Rogue Ways, it's kind of like wisdom of the crowd, okay? So people – uh, who are watching live will ask their questions, and then Lindsay just kind of mediates between the chat and says, hey, this person wants to know this, and if it's a decent question, then we actually ask it. If it doesn't make any damn sense, we <laughs> we're we like, ah, eh, next. Hey, Phoenix, uh, that's your
4: podcast. It's, it's Rogue Ways, you said, or Waves? No,
2: it's uh, it's the lady <laughs> that was very nice enough to help connect us.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. What's Lindsay that called? Lindsay Sharman. You're is on her name.
2: Yeah, yeah. Lindsay, uh, what's her name?
3: Sharman. Sharman. Yeah, it's uh, like S C H A R M Y N. Lindsey Sharman.
2: Okay. Well, she ha- F- I, she has a different name here, so I'm not gonna put it. I, she has Lindsay, but a different last name, so I don't know if she wants to put that out. But again, yeah, you don't want to
3: put that one out. Yeah, yeah, right. Put that yeah,
2: wrote in her her podcast is. Rogue Ways. So there we go. Thank you, Lindsay, for hooking us up. And uh, Ways,
4: not waves, right? I'm just waves, thinking Ways. Ways, yeah, W-A-Y-S. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're with a yeah. guy in radionics,
3: so I thought maybe it was waves.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah, well, fair enough. Okay, so here's here's what we asked, though. Um, first of all, we asked about the name of the dark entity that Bill Gates was working with, and we actually dialed it in. We got a 100% on our answer. And now we've been working on this for like two or three podcasts now. But we finally found that name. How often do you, was, How often do you get a
1: hundred? How often do you get a hundred? That's that's a hundred.
2: You, you yeah, you're not, in the question it's, it's, penalty box for ten minutes. Okay, <laughs> the guy's about to talk about passenger, and you're asking for s- scores, dude. You're in the penalty box <laughs> ten minutes. Go on, go on. You were about to do something awesome.
3: Yeah. So fair enough. So yeah, <laughs> I the, love name, you, XG. The, the name the name of this minutes, entity is that. apparently called Balam Malak. And um, if you check into that, that is uh, an ancient Canaanite god that sacrificed children uh, in order to bring fertility to the land. So, what? Oh. not even kidding. If you check B A apostrophe A L for Moloch, M O L O C H. One more. Hold on. Stop.
2: Do it one more time for him slowly. It's his second language it For him slowly.
3: B A apostrophe A L. And then Moloch, M-O-L-O-C-H. If you check that out, you'll find an article just like on Google. I use Ekoja as a search engine, but it, on Google or Ekoja or you you know, DuckDuckGo, whatever the hell you want. Is You're going to find a couple of search results down this site called Ancient Origins. It's going to talk about all of that. If you just type in Moloch, you'll be able to uh, yeah. see that this was the an statue ancient Statue of campaign. Moloch,
1: pagan identity of children sacrifice displayed at the Colosseum.
2: Yeah, and isn't that, like, I mean, Ball, too? I, he was Like, that was a big thing in Epstein. And that's what people don't listen to me. That's what you don't understand. You know, I, I get in arguments with people when they don't, and, and this is Sam speaking, not Phoenix speaking, when people are like, Jews, 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 Jews. I go, it's not. It's like these people doing this, they're into the dark arts behind closed door that the Judaism is that or Christianity or Islam is all mask to walk yeah. amongst us because she can't walk around going, with a little owl, I a thing think of, wow, that's Moloch. He sacrificed children. She can't, she can't go to the cheesecake factory, hanging out with that. Right? Like you just can't do that. So you have to re. you have to, I, I'm telling you, man, I've been saying this from when I started this journey, dude. These people, these religions aren't running shit. They're all used as masks so they can walk amongst us. And they're all into Moloch, Baal, Black Cube. That's the real, real power structure. Judaism, Islam, Christianity. the, The bases are wonderful people. It's the people at the top doing all the bad shit, making the people on the bottom pay for everything. And that's why Yeah, exactly.
3: That. It's the secret societies within the secret societies, and that's that's exactly what you're looking at. Is that you would never know that most of these people are actually engaged in this shit. I mean, now today with the internet, it's really hard to actually deny it. If you start looking into any of this material for any length of time there's just overwhelming reports and accusations and allegations and on its own, that doesn't mean anything. That's why I use this instrumentation to be able to find more corroborative evidence to either debunk certain things and say, nah, man, there, there really isn't much to this on an energetic level that I'm able to see or otherwise, because then it gives me a certain sense of like, is this information actually even true? Is, is there anything substantial to this?
2: Wow, dude. Wow. Wow. So let's get
3: back to Ghislaine Maxwell. So here's what we asked was, will Ghislaine Maxwell expose the international pedophile network? That came up at a 47.5. That's in the maybe range, the low end of the maybe range. And so is like my narrative was, hell, if I was her, I would, what I would actually do is I would create scapegoats where I would create other people that are going to take the fall for me and lead the scent off the trail of what's actually going on, uh, systemically. And so, yeah, I would probably come up with some sort of people uh, think she's
2: going to name Trump and that's, (laughs) you know, that is like, just to cause the more chaos. So we'll yeah. see, dude. We'll see. We'll see. It's kind of interesting.
1: They they still need evidence. Her just saying a name, saying "Hey, he was there," doesn't prove anything. So unless they got videos or pictures, just her word of mouth. Yeah,
2: that's true, man. So at it the end of the day, no matter
1: what, no matter yeah. what she says, you need she needs a video or pictures or something. And she says she's got one of print.
3: testimony. Action. You know, you got to have those testimonies. People are going to have to testify in court and say, "Hey, I was at this event as a victim, and here's what happened to me." And can uh, the Clintons and other people who are involved in this pull that off, you know, with the funding that like Prince Andrew has and shit, you know, royal family, I bet you they could pull anything off that they want. So at this point, it's really just what angle of bullshit are they going to feed the uh, unaware public of to make them satiated with the fact that, okay, now we found what Epstein was doing. But like I was telling Lindsay last night, man, I'm like 95% certain that they're just going to throw the scent completely off the trail. There'll be busts, maybe even a good amount of them, but they're just going to be scapegoat people. They could be entirely innocent in the matter. They're just going to be used as pawns though, in order to be able to hide and shuffle uh, what is really happening. So I don't, I don't think that, you know, when you
2: sell your soul, they can do anything with it. It's like they can, I mean, literally I always say like, I could take this paper cup, put water and go, oh, I want to drink, oh, I don't want to drink, and throw it out. That's what they could do. You think if you sell your soul, you're going to get the cash and prizes. It's the old saying, play dumb games, win dumb prizes, right? And that's what's going to happen. That's what can happen here. If you sell your soul, you don't know what they're going to do with it. You might go all the way to top, or you might be clipped real early. So you could definitely see some of these people. Uh, You know, here's the whole thing. My thing about Trump is this, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, dude. Uh, The reason I like Trump is because all the people I find annoying hate him. So I kind of like, I just (laughs) like to see him get poked a bear. Right. I know he's got a Zionist in the, in the white house with, uh, you know, Jared Kushner. I know what he's doing in Yemen is disgusting. You know, I know he uh, renewed the Patriot act and we keep going forever and ever on these things. Okay. I know that, but, I just, I just, it doesn't make sense if you're part of this. Why would you start an investigation that no president before you even came close to wanting to do? It just, it's the most illogical thing I've ever seen in my life. I think Trump is a crime boss. I think he's battling satanic pedophiles. Not saying he walks on water at all. Not saying like, dude, you know, it's like. It's like you loved watching The Sopranos, but you knew on the show what he did. He whacked people, but you still liked them, okay? That's what I'm talking about. Not, I'm not saying he's a good guy. He's a different kind of guy from the last five presidents, which I believe were all part of the same clan of just dark arts pedophilia globalists. That's my opinion. Okay. And so I don't know why he would explain. I mean, maybe I'm wrong and I'd love to hear from you, Phoenix. uh, But why would he expose something if he's so in the middle of it?
3: Man, I'm completely on board with what you just said. It's not like, you know, by, by any stretch of the imagination that Trump is a saint, but there's a lot of interesting things that he's done that I do think Uh, benefit a wide range of people and not just the particular groups that are part of lobbyist campaigns. And one of the biggest things that I think that he's done is try and find out why so many Native American girls go missing or try and you know, like under his his uh, FBI orders, they're finding new pedophiles like all the time. There's these huge busts, 1500 of them, 2000 of them, now, what's true is that just because there are those busts, what's ending up happening in the Department of Justice or in, in our justice system is realistically that they're getting slapped on the wrist. So basically, there was this Ohio teacher that I just read about this morning who molested 28 first grade students of his. Whoa. I would kill
2: that motherfucker.
3: Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like off with his head kind of thing. But here, here's the thing about that. He got eight years no. of prison time. Does that sound good for molesting 28 kids like that to me is complete bullshit. So, you know, just playing devil's advocate, I could say, you know what, in order to appease the people and in order to keep the votes of the QAnon supporters who think that Trump is doing, you know, this and that, the other, whatever. He could be just playing on that and saying, hey, listen, we know that they're just going to get a slap on the wrist with the DOJ. They'll be out in a couple of years. And they'll be right back in society. So I'm not saying that that with the
2: Brothmans, but I mean, the Brothmans are like people go, no big names. I'm like, you don't know who the Brothmans are if you don't think the Brothmans aren't big names. Ghislaine Maxwell, if she is even even arrested, supposedly she's gotten this lawyer.
3: I don't see a mugshot. Well, here's what happened. No, 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 because she was picked up by FBI. And so. This is something that seems really strange. She wasn't booked locally, but she was apparently put into some sort of local pen. And the day after she was put in, I started seeing things floating around online saying that, oh, now she has COVID-19. So we even asked. That was my next question.
2: Oh, more questions.
3: Yeah. Does Ghislaine Maxwell actually have the disease known as COVID-19? 0.0. Now, I told Lindsay last night, so today's the 8th, I told her that by the 11th, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to pull some sort of bullshit saying, hey, listen, she's in such critical condition with COVID-19, we have to pull her out of this and put her into the hospital. And um, I, I think that that's a very high likelihood, uh, given that nobody's going to believe that she suicided herself, that she just ends up committing suicide, that Epstein commits suicide. Even though she's on suicide watch, like, it would it would just not make any sense whatsoever. So you think the, the, she
2: dies from, quote-unquote, COVID? Is that what they're going to do to either allow her to escape to Antarctica or offer so she doesn't talk?
3: Well, that's what we think. And then we even asked, you know, did Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein actually commit suicide? 0. 0.2. So oh, you're talking oh, extremely shit. low. Then you, we asked, did Jeffrey Epstein actually die? 0.0. 0. Oh. Did, did Jeffrey Epstein, uh, or is Jeffrey Epstein being protected by individuals of the International Pedophile Network, 95.3? Okay, so we're seeing really high numbers there. Now, will Ghislaine Maxwell Oh, tell what was tr- that last
2: one? Sorry, I didn't hear it because I was laughing. Uh, what was yeah. the last question you asked?
3: Is Jeffrey Epstein being protected by individuals of the International Pedophile Network, 95.3?
2: I'm telling you, man. I don't think he's dead. I never thought he was dead.
3: And
4: once you do the hospital makes so much sense because once you get in a hospital, I mean, there's some it doesn't have to be COVID. It could be some kind of, uh, you know, uh, back. I mean, uh, antibiotic resistant infection and their bodies, their bodies readily available to swap out for her, you know, and you just go grab yep. my cold storage.
2: Oh, I mean, the yeah. Epstein thing—we only saw one picture of him. But it's on- way
4: easier than a prison, where you got all these cameras. It's a hospital. Oh, you mean where there's, they turned off all the cameras? Well, there's HIPAA in the hospital, so there aren't cameras in the rooms. I mean, they can do whatever they want if, she, if they got her into a hospital, man. But you know, yeah. if
2: if she gets killed off, I would like to think there'd be chaos. But just knowing the sheep, they'll just move on to the next
4: thing. Well, people buy official stories. People people will just buy that she got sick. All oh, bummer.
3: You know, yeah, you know, they will. Exactly. And, you know, all of us who say, well, you know what? We actually have a tremendous amount of evidence. And if you just think about it using deductive fucking, fucking reasoning at all,
2: you swore. I love it.
3: You're going to find out. (laughs) Listen, it is so simple to realize this is not at all what could possibly be going on here. There are a lot of things that could be going on, but Epstein killing himself is not one of those. That's not likely. Um So, yeah, I mean, people think that we are the conspiracy theorists, yet they're buying into the very big conspiracy that is being shoved down everybody's throats. And the reason why that is is that news anchors talk in a a tone and they also talk with a certain cadence of their voice that is hypnotic. And so people literally, if they are not conscious of that fact or not aware of that listening to the news, they're just going to buy into the story because that is the subconscious training that's being given to them. Um, and it's just penetrating deep into their subconscious, deep into their subconscious. So that's what they're going to recite. That's what they're going to repeat. And, yeah, it's it's unfortunately just kind of a war tactic, realistically. And wow. I read she's the
1: only one that got arrested in the house, which is, I mean, they're kind of holding her house, letting her stay away. I don't know how they don't get arrested, too.
4: Uh, that tells you that that she worked out some kind of deal before she, they came and got it, right? Well, no,
2: mm-hmm. they've said they've known she was there. For the last six months.
4: That's what I'm saying. So that tells you that she's they, they've been negotiating on the terms of her handover to the So her right?
2: lawyer, according to news articles, is the prosecutor of El Chapo.
4: He prosecuted El Chapo. Her defense attorney yeah. is the guy who prosecuted yes. El Chapo. That's fascinating. Which
2: makes me think, I'm well, what is the logic of that? I and mean, we all know El Chapo is part of the Hillary Clinton global initiative, right?
4: What that is, would mean he's juiced in with the government, right? Oh, yeah.
2: To yeah. me, that means she's going to negotiate. I would say you get a prosecutor to negotiate a plea deal because they know what they can ask for yeah. and what they can get.
1: So you think she's walking? You think one day she'll be out on the streets?
2: I, I I don't know. I think that I just think it doesn't make sense to get the guy that took down basically part of your crew. Unless you want to negotiate. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, Phoenix. Well,
3: you know, let's let's talk about this. My next question is Hillary Clinton working to hide the information that Ghislaine Maxwell could present to the courts uh, that could expose the international pedophile network that came up at an eighty nine point one. So that's a pretty damn high number uh, kind of would indicate that there is shit happening with Hillary Clinton Dude, right now. I love that, this. Easier. I love
2: this, dude. This is hey, the
3: just best. a real quick a, a, sort of a methodology question.
4: What's the most certain you've ever seen a uh, result?
2: I think that was his question, but see how he did
4: it? What, it did sounded it? smart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it,
3: 100% is, is what we see. And so I, I'm calibrating things all the time. I mean, like, is, that, frankly, is that uncommon? Yeah, okay. is it uncommon <laughs> to see 100%? Um, not terribly. It just depends on what you ask. So it's not like striking
4: when you see that. You're not taken aback if you see something that high.
3: No, not all the time. No, I mean, for some things, like, especially if you didn't see it happening and you're like, oh, I'm just going to ask this, just to see what the hell. And then it comes back hundred. Then it's shocking. But okay. if, uh, if you ask something that, you know, to be true or that you suspect to be true based on the evidence anyway, and it comes back as a hundred percent, that's like what I thought. So. it's fascinating. So, so the, the questions you asked,
4: I mean, those are really, those are impressive numbers then about, about. It seems to have some certainty about what's going on with Glenn Maxwell and this whole pedophile uh, ring. Just
2: to give yeah. people uh, uh, a reference of the accuracy of what you do. Is there, a, is there an example in the past where you would ask something and it gave you an answer and then after time it turned out to be true? Like what's the biggest best hit in your opinion that you and your system
3: hit? Um, you know, we've had a couple of wellness things that have been really right on. So, you know, uh, some individuals with say like Hashimoto's disease, Hashimoto's like researchers don't know why the hell it's caused by, or, you know, why it's caused, they think that it might have something to do with genes. They know that it's autoimmune related. They know all these things, but what we were finding pretty routinely because, uh, it affects females far more than it affects males. Like uh, only one in six people with Hashimoto's statistically are going to be a male, five in six are female. So we couldn't figure out what the hell was going on for a long time. But then this said that most Hashimoto's clients have Hashimoto's because of an estrogen dominance issue coupled with an autoimmune trigger. And so when it tells us this information, then we're able to see a complete recovery of individuals with Hashimoto's. Once we clear up that imbalance in their intrinsic data field, I think that that's that's pretty telling, uh, and you know, then they no longer have issues with estrogen dominance and all these other things. And so, I've seen this corroborated with you know, quote unquote, medical or scientific testing um, pretty regularly, where people will be going to the doctor trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and simultaneously hire me to do some investigation to see, you know, what what can this guy do. And we'll come to the conclusions and say, hey, we think that there's this and this and this. Go get a medical test if your insurance will cover it and let's just see what it says. And routinely it's coming back saying the exact same things that we're saying. So, you know, I I see stuff like that all the time. In terms of making predictions of things, um, I, I haven't really made too many predictions. All that we do is we just ask these questions, find out uh whether they will come true or, or not come true and only time tells us kinds of things. So is but it uh can...
4: is it uh Phoenix, is it measuring variables and so when if say if you ask the same question a week later, would the answer be slightly different based on changing variables in, in the world?
3: Yeah, usually it is. Usually it is. So like for instance, we can ask one thing one uh, at one point and it will give us an answer. And then if details entirely change or people's thought structures change around something or whatever else, and then we test it, you know, like a week or two later, um, then we might get a slightly different reading. It's not going to be usually very, very vast. Um, so we don't like, for instance, variables usually don't actually change the outcome. They just change what people's beliefs are. But because beliefs uh, beliefs are part of the intrinsic data field around something, oh, that's it does it does actually alter the results a little bit, oh, but not enough to where the absolute truth is is uh, hidden or obfuscated. So you should uh, be
4: the- able to have some inkling of like the way the election is going to go, maybe. It's that because it's you know we we it's basically a giant thought field around the election. Do you have uh, have you yeah. asked that question about the election? No. Do you want to?
2: Oh, my God. Yes. I want to ask the question.
3: Okay. Well, so what question do you want to ask? Like, uh, we've got to be clear with our wording, and we have to phrase it properly. Otherwise, we'll get uh, we'll get have, results okay. based on the way that we phrase it. Yeah, so. I was about
1: to say, don't let me do it because I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah, if we got to be specific. Good, I was good, about to good. say, don't Kill let this. The- <laughs>
2: uh, first, first question is a lot of people. Believe that there are different phases of this new world order. Um, uh, we'll say globalist attack on America. You know, first was a first was a virus, then the lockdown, then the BLM. And a lot of people think will be next will be an alien attack. <laughs> Do you sure. see an alien attack coming at any time before the have- election or? Any time in the oh, near future, I think we
4: have to be specific, okay. like you said here, because you're talking about a hoax alien attack, right? Sam, uh, I,
2: I, either one. one. I want to see if there's going to be a real but, alien attack. But
4: your thought is that it's a ho- it's going to be a hoax, right?
2: I will ask but, that next
4: question. But you you think it's a hoax? or It's going to be a hoax. Yes, alien I do. Attack. Okay, all
3: right. And, okay, so let's let's start off. Let's ask a couple of questions. First of all, is COVID nineteen pandemic? a politically-oriented hoax? Let's ask that question first, and then that will give us a calibration to say, are there other hoaxes, the scale of COVID-19, that are going to be uh, pulled before the election? And then we can just get...
2: Dude, this is <laughs> awesome.
3: <laughs> okay, COVID-19 oh, pandemic, a politically-oriented hoax, that came up as 0.0. So if we just say, is COVID-19... A hoax. Let's see what that comes well, up. Real there. quick, so it's real. But though. What
2: is what is a hoax, though? I'm saying it's because, real. The Corona
1: thing's real. Because we know people
2: have died from stuff. Is what is what would be the exact wording on that? Because there is COVID nineteen, yeah. so it came back zero. Well, I, which,
4: I, 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 I suppose you could ask: Is COVID nineteen political? As dangerous as uh, the world's leading experts believe, uh, you know, are purporting.
2: What do you think would be the best answer, uh, question, Phoenix? Something like that.
3: Yeah, well, let's, let's ask. Was that Johnny that asked that question? Yeah, yeah. Johnny. hey. But yeah, if it's okay. a good one, yeah, just give me Let's just go ahead it. and speak with that. Uh, is COVID-19 as dangerous as the world's leading experts believe? We'll start off here. Let me tune my dial up to 100. Dude, this is the best. All right, here we go.
1: <gasps> Beep. Hello, it goes <Nicholas>. Beep.
3: <laughs> Looks like he's. 0.0. 0. So no, no it's, it's absolutely not. not. Oh, wow,
4: Johnny, are you going to tell it to your girlfriend?
3: Wow, yeah, I'm going to tell her. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's so, right. Um, now let's ask. Uh, maybe is COVID-19 uh, being co-opted by political forces for uh, for control purposes? And let's just see what we get there. Okay, 94.3 on that one.
2: Whoa!
1: Can we ask it if it's a bioweapon? If it was like from a...
2: Good question. You're back in the game. You're back <laughs> in the yeah. game.
1: There we Good go. Good
2: question. Is COVID-19 a bioweapon? That is from Xavier Guerrero.
3: Okay, let's find this one out. Conflu. Oh, hold on. My system just kind of shit its pants Uh-oh. here. I've got a lot of data saved on it, so give me just one sec. God dang it. The, the
4: Roger Stone tro- trolls got into his computer too. Yeah. Though. Okay, here we go. It's working
3: again.
2: Okay, boom. Back. <laughs>
3: uh, 0. 0.4. It's not a bioweapon. Okay. Not a bio weapon.
2: Interesting. Yeah, bats. see,
3: now that, that one kind of blows my mind too. Now, can I give you a theory though? Is that uh, for instance, 1919, um, 1918, 1919 Spanish flu, when did that break out? So a lot of people say, well, that, that coincided with new different electromagnetic technologies oh. and light bulbs and all these other things coming out. So that, that definitely could be, like, I'm not just going to discount that, but going back to what we found out about uh, some of the causes of diseases earlier, which I didn't even get a finished. <laughs> I, love, I love these tangents. But, uh, ends. Enzastrale is one of those things that uh, happens on a planetary level as well, not just on a personal level. And so one of the things that I've seen is that if you take a look at planetary alignments and if you take a look at positions of, say, Saturn and all of these other things, you start to see that there are patterns that you can take a look at where diseases hit. So during Paracelsus time, he had the bubonic plague he was dealing with. They also have this thing called the Dancing Plague or Saint Vi- uh, Saint Vitus's Dance. That's fascinating, yeah. Yeah, and, about and that, people man. would like actually like dance until they exhausted or died. What? Cra- it's uh, crazy, dude.
2: We gotta do an episode on that. That's crazy. Damn,
4: oh, <laughs>
3: yeah, talk sleep, about rave culture. And it's it's
2: a
4: mystery to scientists because they they've tried. There's not a lot of so, uh of the historical accounts of this Dancing Plague or whatever. But, it, yeah, they, there's a lot of study in so that. Would it's you just die of tiredness? Exactly. Exhaustion. Yeah. Exhaustion. They, would, they would be dehydrated and their, their muscles would just slowly well, fatigue. and Super and they, messed out.
2: Yeah, dude. No, that's crazy. They they got fucking glow sticks. And, and, and I mean, they're... they're,
4: they're, they're I mean, and, <laughs> and the theories... <laughs> the mainstream yeah. theories are as varied as some people thinking it's just mass hysteria that caught, which to me just doesn't hold water. Um, yeah. It, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Wow.
3: So, yeah, good... so Paracelsus was showing back w- during the time when, when this was happening, 1520s, 1530s, so on and so forth, that the cases that he saw were largely due to two things. So one was called Ens Astrale, cause of disease due to the stars. The other one was called Ains Spirituale, or cause of disease due to spirits. And Paracelsus had a much more grounded approach to understanding spirits and spiritual causes of disease. They would, he classified them as anything that changes the personality or the temperament of an individual. So, for instance, sugar sickness or what we now call diabetes was called in spirituale. And under the, the scrutiny of modern science, I've been able to show that hormones, as well as neurotransmitter fluctuations, are actually what we would refer to today as in spirituale. So anytime that your neurotransmitter biosynthesis goes out, that changes the way that your nervous system works, or anytime that uh, your hormones go out, that changes the way that your endocrine systems work, both of which are electrochemical in nature, neurotransmitters and hormones, um, that is what ends up creating the disease. So if you get into a state of fear, fear actually increases your cortisol levels. Again, we're talking about hormones. It changes your dopamine levels changes your, uh, um, I already mentioned cortisone, it changes your uh, noradrenaline or what we would now call norepinephrine levels. It changes lots of different hormones. Could those hormones not working properly actually make us uh, susceptible to certain diseases? My answer based on my research so far is yes, that is definitely a susceptibility. And so could hysteria have played into that by making somebody more susceptible to the cause of disease due to spirits or what we now call neurotransmitter and uh, uh, endocrinological causes, I think, oh, hell yeah, it definitely could. So at any rate, there, those were the two main causes that That's were... That's
2: unbelievable. Unbelievable. The world <laughs> is so much more intra. I wish... Yeah, you know, well, I talk to my friends. I'm like, oh, you don't get it. It's so much more interesting. Do we just
4: want to go ahead and ask our big question that we like to ask guests who seem to have this this level of knowledge? Um, do you think?
2: Oh, uh, what about what the do alien you think's inside the planet? Well, <laughs> what, I want to know about the alien. Do you? Are we going? to Oh see yeah, an or alien
1: we, yeah, we got to ask that question, right? These specific <laughs> 2020. We got to know if it's going to be this year. Can well, no, say, let's not. Well, yeah. well, you say soon, and you know what soon is? Soon to what? The Earth is fucking a million yeah, that's years. That's a good point. Well, that's a great point. In the
4: ne- let's say the next ten years we're gonna see okay. aliens. So is it going
3: to be an extraterrestrial what what should we call this?
2: Invasion or encounter. Okay. Encounter?
3: Yeah, but okay. an encounter could be with like one
4: person in a in a cow pie. You
2: Connection? Know. I mean, what do you think?
4: Uh, will, will will a general like a public will there be a public awareness of extraterrestrials?
2: No, because that's just the government going, yeah, there's aliens. No, but due, like, oh, okay. due,
3: due to an invasion. <laughs> okay, like how about that. this? Is there going to be a hostile planetary extraterrestrial encounter within the next 10 years?
2: Okay, let's do this.
3: All right, here we go. Drum
2: rolls, please.
3: Uh, 51.1 which is going to tell us maybe oh
2: that's kind of crazy
4: now
3: phoenix could that be because
4: maybe one of our terms isn't quite uh yes. isn't quite yeah, descriptive. like, like say like maybe the word hostile maybe it's not a maybe it's a benevolent sort of invasion or Do you know I mean? yeah,
3: let's, let's just go ahead and ask that benevolent i'll ask another question is there going to be a benevolent planetary extraterrestrial encounter within the next 10 years Okay, that's points Oh, wow.
4: Oh, shit. So we don't have to be afraid of these. Uh... Okay, how about a
1: Project Bluebeam? Are they going to try that on us?
2: Uh, can we, should we ask? I mean, can you ask, is it this or this? Or do we, do we live on a ball? Oh.
3: Okay, so. Oh, yes, real quick I've before asked, that. I've asked so many questions <laughs> already about um, Flat Earth. I okay. was started doing this on Crow Triple Seven, okay? Oh,
2: yeah, I um, love him. I want to get him on the show.
3: Yeah, me too. Crow's, Crow and Jason, dude, they're both awesome. Uh, they're uh, kind of pro, uh, I was going to say producer, but she's not really a producer. She's like a cohort of theirs. Uh, Rose, they're awesome. Okay, every everybody on that show is awesome, but their listener base is very, very heavily flat earth. And so when I didn't even have this equipment for myself, but I was outsourcing to another dude who was doing all of my uh, questions for us, I said, you know, these guys really poo-pooed me, and they thought that some of my ideas around astrology uh, and, and the Earth and just using terms like planets and stuff were really lame because they're, they're into flat Earth. And, you know, if there's something to that, I want to be able to know and, and get in on, on what the, the truth is. We need some more corroborative evidence, so will you run these questions for me? So he asked questions, is the Earth flat? And then I came up with like 30 different questions, okay, asking like what is the astral shape of the Earth? What's the causal shape of the Earth? What's all these things? Routinely, the astral shape, the causal shape, the physical shape, everything came back as a sphere. Even just last night, here, let me pull up what we just asked last night. Uh, People are still really caught on this. So on Rogue Ways, they said, uh, are the moon and the sun enclosed in the same biosphere as the Earth? That came up as a 0.0 are we in an enclosed environment with the moon and the sun that came, which was the, the initial question that person wanted to ask that came up as a 30.3. Um, when we asked, let's talk about flatter stuff. Where is that?
4: Hey Phoenix, I just want to jump in real quick. If there was a mass delusion, could that lead to a, like a false response or a false positive? Yeah, it's like from the, the,
2: the one, if, one mind can that affect the answers?
4: Right, yeah. If like if people were generally just believing something that's incorrect, could that affect the outcome there, or is that always going to be a true outcome?
3: Well, that's hard. Let's let's ask and find out. I mean, this is this is basically what my work is is just constantly asking questions, constantly getting data, and constantly trying to calibrate that data or find reasons great. that might under corroborated or debunk it. So, I
4: love this. Me too, man. This has got to be. We got to make this like a standing thing where we, we, just, we should
2: do
0: this once Oracle, in a while with like, him. We'll yeah. get uh,
4: get the fantastic we'll question. The,
2: on. the we'll Oracle, do, uh, since she hooked us up, we we don't want to do Jack what she does. We include her in, or she lets us be a part of your guys's thing and. Uh, we allow the swarm to find Lindsay as well. So I would love to do that. If, if, if Lindsay's okay with that, we'd have to ask her. and if she oh, I'm sure I'm
3: sure that she would be okay. Just reach out to her. And I'm sure she'd be fine with that. I'm all about that it. action. Um, yeah. I mean, like a combined episode where Rogue Ways syncs it on their page. You guys sync it on your page. We, we're all just broadcasting, all just asking, you know, uh, offering people to submit questions, you know, things like that. I think that that's a really, really fun and cool idea. So um so what what was our question though can can like the hive mind or i mean yeah, how do you want to phrase this uh, uh, well, I, I would say mass
4: delusion maybe because i or
2: Well yeah, i hive mean is mind that really maybe? a question for it? it's more a question well, for no, phoenix d- does he believe that when uh you know it's like you talk to buddhists they believe you know uh 1% of the population can change the masses you get no, but per- i think
4: the machine would know Am, am I wrong? Phoenix said the mission or I call it a machine, but really, because I don't have the term for it. But it would know whether a mass delusion or a hive mind influences its outcomes. Right.
3: So I'm the way that I'm thinking about phrasing this is uh, will mass delusions alter the uh, results that we get uh, when performing IDF investigations using custom questions? OK. And let's just see what we get on this. Uh, 7.5. So let's say roughly, because this is on a scale from 0 to 100, so let's just say roughly 7.5% mass delusions could alter the results. But still, let's say that we got it a 92.5 and there was a full 7.5% fluctuation. Maybe the answer is actually 100, okay? But it's not going oh, to yeah. alter it that much that we, we would get a false read, I don't think.
4: Okay, so so it's not likely then that a uh, mass delusion about the this- the earth being a sphere would influence the the answer of the machine. That's interesting. Well, let's ask that particular question.
3: Sure. Will mass delusions about the earth being a sphere alter the outcome of the answer that we get when we ask a custom IDF question to find out if the earth is actually a sphere, and, I, and I, I'm sure I missed
4: it. What do you call the program or the device uh, that you're using there?
3: Uh, yeah, we can't call it a device because the FDA, they're bastards. Anything that's a device is a medical thing. Oh, but wow. we call it We call it an instrument. Instrument. Wow. And, wow. and so kind this of is like called the a S-
2: keytar, right? That's <laughs> <is> an instrument.
3: <laughs> exactly. So this is the SE five two thousand Intrinsic Data Field
4: Analyzer. Intrinsic Data Field Analyzer. Wow. Gotta get me one of those
3: yeah it'll take over your life <laughs> okay so it says 11.2 so will mass delusions about the earth being a sphere alter the outcome of the answer that we get when we ask a custom idf question find out if the earth is actually a sphere 11.2 so um yeah that that means that there could be some some difference uh like per, for, for instance people's perceptions could alter the answers that we're getting, but again, no more than based on the data that I have at present, 7.5 to about 11.2 percent in terms of fluctuation. So if everybody were completely, massively, uh, you know, in, in this crazy state, saying that yes, it's absolutely a sphere, that can alter it. But people's beliefs do alter the intrinsic data field of a material. As, like for instance, that that concept is really kind of known as an egregore. And so when people put their belief into an idea, the idea eventually takes on a spirit or an entity all of its own. And um, so, you know, it could be that the egregore of a round earth is influencing the actual roundness of the earth itself as an entity. Um, so,
2: so listen, I know we had you for a short time and due to babies, we, I got here a little late. So I just want to ask one more question and then, you know, I'll, I'll talk to Lindsay and we'll try to set something up so we can do it on a regular. I I, I, I hope, and I know the swarm, they're going to love this episode. Like, it's such a great episode. Um, you, met, you mentioned astrology. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's like the, the thing about the show I've learned is that what is up is really down. And and what we've learned is that there has been a, a deliberate uh, movement to demonize pretty amazing stuff right they they, because the powers that be you know these moloch motherfuckers right who uh they don't want you to know what's really out there so when i think of astrology you know we think of oh my god you're like moon is in retrograde i I got and um, my question is is that done purposefully is that put out so everybody when you say astrology thinks of that crazy white chick that everyone just listens to because they want to get down her pants. Right. And they're just, okay, whatever. It's like, yeah, the moon, whatever. Just get your clothes off. You know, it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's meant to be, it's demonized and everyone thinks it's stupid. Right.
3: Well, that's exactly right, man. And just to go into like a small amount of technicality around that, this has been happening, not just in the modern age. Okay. But that dumb white girl whose pants they wanted to get in, has obviously been around for about 3000 years since the time of Ptolemy. Since they
2: invented pants, let's face it. Since they invented pants, pants, they stopped (laughs) wearing togas, they (laughs) started wearing pants. People have been trying to get in those pants.
3: Yeah. So here's, here's the real truth, though, about it is that our calendars have changed to have no correlation to astronomical awareness whatsoever. And at one time, astronomy and astrology were the exact same damn thing. And since then, around the time of Ptolemy, there became this new calculation called the tropical astrology or tropical calculations of uh, of astronomy that have nothing to do at all with where the planets or the constellations actually are in relationship to our position here on Earth. And it's, it's completely fake. It's completely false. It's completely bogus. But it's held up and given a certain power all of its own because so many people believe in it. Um that isn't so it, it's not a hundred percent bunk is what I'm telling you is that so many people believe in it that there is some sort of power to that, some sort of I uh, agree with that something. But it does it have any substantial basis like does the planet itself and you know trees and plants and other things sprout according to those signs? No, fuck no. What it actually does is it works based on the actual cosmic rhythms that are around us, and the only way, the only way that a person can actually uh, have any sort of idea of what's going on is to be able to look at where the positions of the planets and the constellations actually are in relationship to their particular position on earth. And uh, my buddy, Athens Shimenti of uh, mastering the teaches people how to do this and has chart calculators on his site and all these other things so that people can find out where the planets and the constellations actually were. And you'll see that, It's not this perfect circle, okay? We know that if things do actually rotate the way that um, modern, you know, physicists would say that they rotate, uh, it certainly does not happen in a perfect circle. And there's not just 12 constellations, actually. There are historically 13 constellations, including the sign of Ophiuchus. And they're not all 30 degrees equal size constellations. You can see that when you look up in the sky. Like, some constellations like Pisces and Virgo are huge, Whereas there are other ones like uh, Libra and Scorpio. Well, Libra is actually a decent size, but Scorpio for sure. And Ophiuchus, they're, they're these tiny little constellations that happen in the sky. And so to use this perfect 30 degree system is really just a conceptual, energetic kind of thing that is totally off. The only people base, and this is what I've said over and over and over. i said this on Crow Triple Seven. I've said this on Rogue Ways. I've said this on, you know, at least four different other podcasts that I've been featured on is that the people who know this information have altered the dates consistently throughout the year, especially with with, um, the Gregorian calendar, but even before that with the Julian calendar. And before that, they would change all sorts of different kinds of calendars. They would alter the dates so that the actual high holy days or when cosmic energy is at its peak for certain things – They are keeping those dates to themselves, and they are still practicing magic, as we know with the people who are performing child sacrifice and other things. These are forms of sacrifice to ancient gods that are their rites, their rituals that are being able to aggrandize their own power. And they're the only people on the playing board right now who are playing with any seriousness, because anybody who isn't using this form of astrology and anybody who isn't using other magical practices that proliferate, you know, beneficial qualities for the earth or for themselves are, they're, they're not even playing or they're playing the game with the wrong rules. And so, uh, their rituals, everything else is really all for naught. And it's, it's just an illusion and it's just a game. So if people really learn the game,
2: learn the game that's consistent across everything. Last question. And it's just a quick question. Is there white magic and black magic? Yes okay man that will be the next show we do because i love magic talk even though it scares me dude it scares <laughs> me, man. that's great i don't want to go down that dark path phoenix can you please tell them everything about you so they can find you and then after we're done please email me anything you want me to put in the description of the show so our fans can find you please
3: sure thank you so much so yeah anybody who is interested in uh, learning more about what I do, I invite you to visit my website, phoenixaurelius.org. That's P-H-O-E-N-I-X-A-U-R-E-L-I-U-S.org. Uh, if you type in .com, it will also take you to my website at Bob Bolt Domains. Um, I perform uh, medical astrology. I do wellness consultations for people. I, I do selective amounts of wellness research using IDF these days, although you know I'm swamped and I have a wait list of like, you know several years i also have a huge <laughs> amount a huge apothecary of uh items of spagiric pharmacopeia that i've formed over the years that can help with all sorts of different types of things physically and energetically and uh this is the primary way that people can support my work is by funding that research whenever you buy an item of spagyric pharmacopeia from my apothecary uh all of those proceeds go to continue to fund my research because as i'm sitting here doing things like this or pouring through ancient texts. Nobody's paying me. I don't have grants. I don't take any money at all from investors or sponsors or anybody like that so that I can keep the heart and the mission of what I'm doing. Absolutely true and pure without have to uh, answer to anybody else. So um, if you're interested in supporting my work, please just visit my website. And um, if you have questions, you know, (laughs) depends on how many questions you have, we'll, we'll get back to you as soon as possible. But if you have a lot of questions, just schedule a consultation with me. We can usually work things out uh, in the course of a consultation. And for those who are interested in learning more about alchemy and spagyrics, I have a free course on my Teachable page, uh, which is uh, you just go to teachable.com and then type in Phoenix Aurelius Research Academy, and that will take you to my page. I've got a free course on uh, on spagyria and what it's all about and so on and so forth, so you can find out more about my work.
2: Well, I love it. Please email me all the links so I make sure to put them into the description. Phoenix, you were great. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, We're going to let him go. And I just want to say something at the end. So I appreciate you very much. Thank you, Phoenix. And we'll do it again soon, man.
3: Awesome. Thank you so much, man.
2: Take care, brother. Have a great week. Uh, You crushed it. You're the man.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you too. Peace. Bye.
2: Uh, I want to apologize UXG. Uh, that was a joke about thing. You asked the same question as him. Oh, it's
1: fine. I'm it cool was with it. just
2: a moment of the thing, you know. That's all. So I don't want you to think because, you- hey, will you look up something for me? Um, who's the kicker? Who's the kicker that um, that quick kicking? Now he has a really great podcast. What was his name? He's the Colts.
4: Pat McAfee. McAfee.
2: Can you go find the video he just put out about the big news? Real quick on YouTube. The big news. What
4: do you mean? Big,
1: the big news. news. Big new big announcement. X cult Punder Max.
2: It's on YouTube. Fan
1: Duo exp-
2: Yeah, it's a video he put out called "A uh, Big Big Announcement." Hold on. I watched it. I want you guys to watch this real quick, just to know.
1: Ah. Uh... Okay, I think I found it.
2: Uh, hold on, let me. Does it have a thing that shows you where you walk Yeah, I found
1: it. Uh, Came history. out today. Yeah. There you go.
2: Okay. History. What is this? No, that's not. one I haven't one, watched right, any right. of this crap.
4: This is, this is July eighth. The... This one, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Can you play that real quick? Can you play that real quick?
0: Incredibly inspirational and motivational.
2: Big announcement
0: coming from. Our company. I love this You know, video. throughout my entire life I've made decisions that people have said, ooh, that is stupid. You've I read about them, you've heard about them When I was in high school, I went to an underground poker game Won 1400 bucks, flew myself down to Miami Won a kicking contest And got a scholarship to West Virginia the next day I turned my back on soccer that day Everybody said, you're an idiot, why are you doing that? You have more schools looking at you for soccer Than you do for football, what are you thinking? Fast forward eight years with the Indianapolis Colts And I was on top of the world, top of the mountain How's the view? Not too shabby and When I was at the top of my game I decided, you know what? I'm going to pursue Some other stuff. My friends and I are going to To work on the internet, we're going to try to chase fulfillment as opposed to just a paycheck. And there were some interesting responses from people of power in the sporting
2: world. I love this video, make them tear
0: the uniform off of you. Look, somebody needs to stage an intervention. People who know this guy, get to him now. Make him put his helmet back on and get the camp. Oh, no, there's no intervention, Wilbon. No, no, no. Here we are three years after that date. And it's a celebration, bitches. Cut the music. Let's hand out some bags to the boys.
4: I love this. For the boys. Uh, yes, please, Sam. Boys. I would like to do this. Hold right. on. Okay.
0: <laughs>
2: Hold on. I love this. Now for you listening, uh, he's going oh around in a God. backpack full of cash. Are you
0: home? All right, come
4: on, Like
2: like cash. Like a lot of cash. You'll up, see. He's he, these are the guys who've been with him since the start. He's got a bat. That <laughs> dude came to the door with a bat. Wow. Okay? Like? These are the guys who work with him. None this? of them have shirts What's on, but... Oh,
1: you
0: son of a bitch. What the fuck? Fuck you. Oh, oh, so said, fuck you. <laughs> uh, fans are dealing through. That's
2: $50. Okay, fifty a grand. Back. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I want to do this with you guys someday. So just know that's what I work on. My goal is to get you guys a fat bag. We don't make a lot of money on this show, man, and I, I it breaks my heart because. Everyone's got to do a bunch of other stuff, you know, and, you know, the pandemic happens and the fucking money dries up and everyone's got to do other fucking stupid shit. But just know that's my goal, is that for you guys all to make all that money and like a lot of you guys go, you in for the money, dude. If you're at our age and you're not in for money, (laughs) then you're a fucking retard. Okay.
4: but not only the money.
2: Dude, it's all about the truth and it's all about. But it's also about like paying your bills Doing something
4: you love. But if it was only the money, believe me, Sam would not be dividing his time up this way. <laughs> well, yeah, you know? no.
2: So, my point to you guys is sometimes I bust your balls, sometimes I do. If I, could pay, if I could make you guys make money and this is all I could do, that's what I want to. Do. So, when I bust your balls, just know I'm joking. And when you bust my balls, I hope you're joking. Uh, (laughs) But so that's what I want to do to you guys. So I love you guys very much. I work very I've worked with a lot of crazy people and you too.
4: literally the first thing, Sam, the first phone conversation and the first words he ever spoke to me on the phone were, dude, you're not crazy, are you? (laughs) Yeah,
2: because we've had people. It's like it's it's not that I'm a hot chick, but this got to be what being a hot chick is like all the crazy people take a shot. All the dudes, like, are normal and stable. Like, oh, dude, she's not going to like me. Just fucking whack jobs. Like, fuck it. What do I got to lose? Hey, babe. And she's like, fuck, he's the only guy Uh, talking to me, right? Two years ago,
1: I remember you were like, dude, you're the only functioning person in my life right now. And and I'm not that
4: functioning. Trust me. Which is pretty rude considering I knew Sam (laughs) two years ago. (laughs)
2: So that's my whole point. So when I bust your balls, just know I'm kidding. And the goal is at some point to get that to happen. But, you know, I want to take care of it. Take care of my boys, and I will. All right? Go, much Eli. love, dude. Of course. Thanks. Much love. All right, I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for the support. I hope you guys enjoyed this. You know, man, we, we've been going hard in the paint, and it's sometimes it's, it's draining, and everybody's working hard, and it's during these crazy times because we know you need something other than the mainstream media. And, man, that episode was awesome. Fun. Thank you, guys. Uh, we got another one about to come. Uh, we got Matt LaCroix and uh Jeffrey Wilson back. And dude, I gotta be honest with you, Phoenix does is enough, dude's making a run for Mount Everest, dude's making a run for Mount Everest for sure, for yeah. sure. You can making tell a already, yeah. you making a run. That guy is that that that's like when uh Anderson Silva showed up, yeah. and fought Chris Lieben yeah. and hit 12 shots and knocked yeah. the dude out. You're like, oh, shit.
4: yeah,
2: we got another fucking title contender, just yep. so you
1: know, if you're on that mount. Someone's coming for you. Yeah, you too. better come and rocking yeah, on your next. We're coming yeah. hard.
4: Yeah, our Mount Rushmore is not permanent. It's a no. white. It's a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, it's a whiteboard.
2: Uh, our Mount Rushmore <laughs> is written in number two pencil. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys are the best. I love you all. Take care. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, <laughs> open your mind. <laughs> Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That, 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 that's some interdimensional idea. <laughs> Wake up, Aaron.
3: This is only the beginning.
2: Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hat. Tin foil hat.